And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We have returned to review our film of today. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we are going to bring up a film called Traitor, written and directed by Jeffrey Nachmanoff, and starring Don Cheadle, Guy Pierce, Jeff Daniels, Neil McDonough, and a wonderful actor named Saeed Tagmawi. This is a thriller, supposedly. Pierce plays an FBI agent who is investigating a dangerous international conspiracy. Right. As he investigates and turns rocks over, all clues point to a former U.S. Special Operations Officer named Samir Horn, played by Don Cheadle. Mm -hmm. And I can't say much more about this film (laughs) because I lost the plot very, very early. When I finally caught on to what the film was about, I checked my watch. It was an hour and 15 minutes in. That's a little late for what they call the plot twist. I'm afraid I was (laughs) imagining all sorts of other things that had nothing to do with this movie. I felt a little betrayed myself by Trader because I don't think this movie quite gelled. We said that it was written by Jeffrey Nachmanoff, but it was also written by Steve Martin, and I do mean that Steve Martin, the funny comedy guy that puts the arrow through his head. <laughs> he wrote this story. My friend Steve Martin, the one that I idolized. And then it was purchased by the studio, and then he agreed to co-write the screenplay. It's unfortunate because I think Steve Martin is a terribly talented writer, but something goes terribly wrong with this screenplay. My feeling about that is that when a story like this is taking you into an unfamiliar country with groups of terrorists and anti-terrorists, FBI and CIA operatives, some good, some bad, some rogue, the responsibility of the writer is to keep the audience clear at some point, and maybe it would be like 15 minutes into the plot, so that you know What team you're rooting for. Absolutely. Because they do not in this film, and they keep you guessing for an hour and 15 minutes, you are very disturbed, and you're left scratching your head when you should be focused on the screen action. That's number one problem for me. You know, I always joke about eating popcorn Mm -hmm. during the movie because I rarely do. But I wished I had some because I was working too hard on this film trying to figure out what it's all about and what I was going to talk about when I walked into this studio today. There are other problems. For example, the allegiances are confused when the mole Samer blows up an American embassy in order to gain credibility with the group he's infiltrated, and then some of those people are accidentally killed. Wouldn't that cause a scandal somewhere? I definitely would. You know, there are other plot holes in this movie, Trader, that are very disturbing, and it doesn't create an enjoyable film-watching experience. There's another fatal problem with Trader, and I'm sorry that I have to say this. I just don't think Don Cheadle has what it takes to make this kind of a character work. I don't understand what happens to him. I liked seeing Don Cheadle in that movie, Talk to Me, Les. That's the one where he played that vibrant Washington disc jockey, Ralph Waldo P.D. Green. He needed some of that energy. He lifted everybody out of their seats in that role, but that's the only time. He was just great, and he needed that kind of energy to make Samir a compelling character. As such, you know, he kind of makes him I guess dull would be a good one. (laughs) I hate to say the same thing because I think he is very talented, but he's not a star, Anne. He can't walk onto the screen and capture the audience. And if you think of all the great movie stars that we've been watching for the last hundred years, pick anybody. Pick anybody that you don't even think was a great actor, like Charlton Heston. 
When Charlton Heston walked on the screen, you looked at him. You paid attention because he had command. Don Cheadle does not have command of I his agree. roles. He's, He's a very quiet and competent character actor. But to star in a film, to carry a film, uh-uh. I haven't seen him do it yet. There's also another problem when Samir makes a decision to blow up one American bus rather than 30. And that's looked upon as a heroic deed of damage control. I found that to be horrible. And I didn't care for that whole plot point. I really thought it kind of messed up the movie. To have those people being blown up and he's responsible for it. I'm sorry. I just didn't care for that story point. Well, I didn't care for a lot of the story points. And I wound up not caring about this man. I was much more interested in the Guy Pierce character and certainly much more interested in the character played by Saeed oh, Tagmawi. I agree with you, Les. He's a fine actor. Very good actor. And Guy Pierce does a pretty good job, but I don't understand why they hired an Australian actor to play a Southern guy with a fairly good drawl. None of it gelled. None of it made sense. And I was just uncomfortable for the two hours plus that I was in the theater. It was a long afternoon for me. No popcorn, no nothing. And I walked out of the theater shaking my head and thinking, what have I just seen? I'm a relatively bright guy when it comes to going to the movies. Right. I know you are. And I just couldn't figure out why this film was made. I understand the idea behind it, but they never put that idea into a position where it clicked, where it worked. It didn't work for me. The first scene didn't. The last scene didn't. Nothing in the middle worked for me. And I'm very, very sorry. I think the traitor is a red light. Nobody's going to like this movie. Well, again, in movies like this that have complex stories, it's up to the writer and the director to stop a minute, restate the premise, define what it is, let me know who the good guys are and the bad guys are, clarify, clarify, clarify. That's one problem. Secondly, you need a strong leading man to make a movie like this work. So when two out of the three elements aren't working, I'm afraid it doesn't even get a yellow light from me. It gets a red light as well. Sorry about it. I'm sorry, too. And I almost have to apologize to Don Cheadle. Well, he's not sitting in the next room list. Don't worry. I'm looking out the door now. I don't see him. So (laughs) (laughs) I think he is a talented actor, but I don't think he is a star. And he is supposedly the star of Traitor, and he doesn't quite bring it. Traitor, from both Ann Elder and myself, earns two red lights. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.